All right. Still muted? No. There okay. We are. It muted me for like way, way forever. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome, Pyjeron of the. Wait, where is he? He's open. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Pi, Pi, Pyjeron. There he is. There he is. There he is. Hi, John, who uh, who joined us recently on the Last of Us Fickers Watch series, has joined us for this review of Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Welcome, sir. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm glad you're I'm all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I step aside to try and get some cough syrup because I'm recovering from COVID. No. Again. We're gonna oh. now. Again. Uh, it's actually been over a year since I had COVID. I got it on the 1st of January last year. Uh, there you go. But, uh, Still yeah. that rough. <laughs> uh, Pi, do you mind turning down your microphone just a smidge? Um, while I, I well, better. While I introduce uh, the movie, so we're going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, the big budget Dungeons and Dragons movie, uh, directed by John Fr John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, written by the two of them with Michael Gilio. Gilio. Uh, so, what do we think about this movie? Ben, full spoilers, by the way. Full spoilers. Ben. Always. Oh, I love this movie. Yeah. I had a Rick rolling good time. This was the Dungeons and Dragons movie I've been... I, you know what? This wasn't the Dungeons and Dragons movie I wanted, but it was the Dungeons and Dragons movie I needed. Ryan, you're pointing. Oh, I was just... I, was, I like the thing. Like I was, The want and need thing. I always like that. It's always fun. Um, Y'all, what if Guardians of the Galaxy and Ocean's Eleven had a baby... And that midwife was a minotaur. Uh, this movie's great. This is a great-ass time at the movies. Um, Chris Pine, I just love that dude and everything. Like, he he is just a a really fun, charming leading man. Uh, and the whole cast is great. Um, you don't need to know anything about Dungeons & Dragons for this to be a great time. If you do, holy shit. This is, like, one of the, like... In terms of like like Easter eggs fan service, this is like one of the best versions of it because it's never it's never hitting you over the head with it. It's just it is just the world. It's just those are the spells. This is what the characters look like. That's the dragonborn, Jorathan. Oh. All just it's all beautiful. I love Jorathan. And also I it's also Jonathan. have so I have a copy of the monster manual with me just so we can talk about some of the monsters that we see. And I flip to an ancient black dragon. Doesn't that look familiar? Mm, that's amazing. It's a bleh, black stuff all over the ground. Yeah. Sparks, what'd you think about this one? Oh, I, I had a wonderful time. I loved it so much. I, I'm genuinely sad that I couldn't see it with Ben Magnet. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, honestly. Pi, uh, you, you really, you were like, I need to be on this episode. He hadn't even seen the movie yet. And he's like, I need to be here. <laughs> so what did you think about this one? I freaking loved it. Like, I, I, I knew from the first trailer that it it was going to be such a fun time. I'm glad it lived up to my expectations and then some. <laughs> I appreciate that you had faith in the trailers because we did not. I had faith really? in the first trailer. I had faith in the first trailer. I thought that first trailer looked incredible. Okay, sure. Oh, right. I, I forgot you mentioned that you had seen like more and more trailers and just looked more and more generic. That I, yeah. I, maintained, yeah. I maintained the faith because I'm like, this can't be bad. It's the team it's from Game, Game Night. Night. It cannot be as bad as these trailers are making it look. But boy, howdy, having seen the movie, yes, this movie was marketed terribly, <laughs> terribly marketed. That really bad trailer that myself, Sparks, and Ryan saw. I forgot what movie mm. it was in front of, but it was with the epic voice guy. 
Right, yeah. There's and like they they literally lie about what the plot of the movie is and they make it sound even more generic. Like they're trying to appeal to some audience that like it's it definitely is not working for. I don't know why they do it because they like are like we stole something from the wrong wizard and now here we are and we got to steal it back to save the world. And that's I'm like, like that's, that's not the story. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny because that Yo. that line played so many times like we stole from the wrong wizard and blah blah blah. I'm like that's not they, they were t- they were teaming up. What? Pi, do you have any more thoughts yeah. before before we continue into the full review? Because I have I want to say my initial thoughts. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that that's fair. Oh my god, it's <laughs> Pi is dying before oh, our god. eyes. So what is that? Saving saving throws, saving death throws. Mm-hmm. Death save. Constitution save. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess composure save essentially. Uh, uh, you're right. You they were marketing it as yeah, we're gonna steal back this one specific item to save the world, and they show it. It's like oh, it's this horn in the trailers. Yeah, no, that wasn't what they were trying to get. The whole story was more grounded and like uh, what's the word uh, wholesome. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, once again, had me going, oh, what are you doing, Paramount? <laughs> um, I oh, quite enjoyed this film. I do think that there is a, a, a sense of, um, just to kind of acknowledge probably Sparks's, um, because Sparks is always looking at my letterbox and, and constantly taking that to the show, even though I wish he I wouldn't. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, but, you know, that's your initial thoughts of this thing. And that's why I'm going to stop reviewing. That's why I'm going to start stop putting star ratings on the movies we're going to review. Because I don't want you to bring that to the show. Y'all it makes me feel very bad. Doing this. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. Um, I've had a really rough two weeks. I've been deep in the throes of depression. And I have finally kind of tried to claw my way out of it just today um and mood can greatly um uh, take a, take uh, take away from uh, art experience and so if you're very depressed watching a movie um it could kind of take away from that so i really like this movie i think this is a lot of fun i have no negatives to say about it but i at this moment i feel like i need to watch it again because i wish i i wish i like adored it and i'm sure i would given a rewatch but right now where I'm sitting at, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I love the cast. I love, uh, it, it's exactly the blockbuster I needed it to be. It's earnest. It feels like Dungeon and Dragons game, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. I, I was very, very happy with this movie. Have you played? I will kick things off with my only negative about this movie, which is that through the entire middle section of the film, they give Druig nothing to do. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the druid the 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 druid transforming girl doric yeah doric Doric, yeah Yeah, her name is doric yeah yeah sophia lewis yeah 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 she's she's the least she is definitely the person who does has the least amount to do in this she's the owlbear and then she's kind of it's 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 like there's a large like obviously i wasn't sitting there with a timer or anything but like there's a chunk of time in this film where like she's there but she's not doing anything or saying anything and i'm like hmm this is a little this is a little rough uh, for for her, she had her big moment. She did a her lot. introduction is her big yeah, moment, yeah, yeah, kind of for sure. Yeah, she was uh, like the spy, the infiltrator as a fly and stuff. Yes, yes, I'm ta- talking about the beginning or the ending. I'm talking about the middle of the movie, like once they're traveling to to uh, go dig up bodies, all the way up to when they are actually heading back into Neverwinter. She's kind, uh, sorry, uh, all the way up until the fireplace uh, scene. Oh. Uh, she's kind of just there. 
Uh, like she's not really saying much that matters and she's not doing much that matters either um, for that whole section. Uh, it's my only negative is that she's just kind of sidelined at that point in the film. Sure. She, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's not even so much like a negative. It's like she is the one character who like they don't they don't utilize throughout the entire movie like the other cast is used. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that is kind of a bummer. I mean, I will, could be yes. said for the wizard. Justice Smith. Yeah, like there are certain parts where he, you know, didn't quite come into play. Yeah. No, I don't think that's even kind of the same because, like, I do think through the middle, he's, he's either joking. he's either getting good line jokes, which she's not. Yeah, he's, he's or, joking, or yeah. he's trying to mess with his powers, or he's stepping on the bridge and activating the trap, or he's lose using the hither thither stick. Like he's doing a lot through that and, middle section, and, 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 and she and, is uh, not doing anything. Um, I'll bounce off of that. Bounce it and talk and say that uh, the costume design is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody in this movie, the reason why I'm bouncing off that is because I think Sophia Lillis looks great. I think yeah. everyone looks great in this movie. Um, uh, just like, like it's exactly the, the, uh, what I really liked like in fantasy. Like we, we finally got fantasy with just like very pretty people. And that's mm-hmm. nice. We haven't had yeah. that in a while. Uh, it is also nice to just have a huge budget fantasy movie with more practical practical effects uh, than than maybe any big blockbuster in recent yeah. history, the amount of real monsters on screen is Those insane. Dragonborns, multiple. We got a homeless dragonborn. We got a prison dragonborn. Uh, uh, and again, our boy with an orc? Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan is one of my favorite things. That whole bit in the beginning when they're yeah. just like when they're just like. It's why I really think that Jonathan should be here because he's he'd be he'd really he'd get my story and like when they enact their plan because Jonathan finally shows up and he's just like wait we were going to accept your pardon right um, I, I, he succeeded on, his charisma good. check before what's up man no I was gonna say um, I'm gonna acknowledge the chat because Danger Jan- Dan is saying Jonathan was his favorite character hands down because <laughs> um, yeah he's it's awesome it's just and, such a great name. And also, uh, Grayson saying that the practical effects were great to see. And even then, uh, Dan, again, because he's my dungeon master for Dean Dark, said, love the use of traps and magic items. Incredibly true to Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, because uh, I watched, uh, again, I watched, I watched so many interviews with, with the, the cast and directors. Uh, when they get the helmet, what's the helmet of? Dysfunction. Disfu- dysfunction? Just, just, no, it's not. The dissertation? Like, dis, dis, disjunction. It's, it's, got disjunction. Yeah. Anyway, the helmet that they get, that that box, that that glass onion type box, that was real. All that was all real. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't CG. They might have CGI spruced it up, but that was a mechanical device that they actually built that opened up with the helmet and everything in the sand. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's. I'm, I was gonna say like it's not just the practical effects of like creatures and stuff like that, but like there's this incredible. I I definitely retweeted it on Twitter, but like there's this incredible sequence that they show how sh- how Doric travels through the um oh the wither portal into the carriage and oh. how they orbited the camera and like these guys are so good not just because of how they think about like using these practicals and everything but how they think about visually styling this film which again not surprising game night is an incredibly stylistic comedy yeah and that was also on display here like they really think of invented ways to move the camera around to make something way more fun to watch just like simple things way more fun to watch and stylish it's not yeah just putting the camera there and filming it's not a lazy movie at all Pie. I want to hear what. Th- there's so many great references 
You know, I've played me tons of Dragon Ball Z. I've played <laughs> plenty of D&D video games. So I've been to Waterdeep. I know about Neverwinter. I've played Neverwinter online and I've played the regular game. I've been everywhere. What was your favorite call? Like, oh man, that's some shit right there. Uh, oh, let's see. I, I look, I'm not as like into like the deep D&D yeah, official yeah. lore. Like I know some whatever we're not talking about drizzit today don't worry we're not getting that hardcore don't worry <laughs> drizzit drizzit the most famous elf from from al arve salvatore give me a break y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm a noob and no, uh, I like <laughs> but i am i like finally got into it for uh most of 21 and 22 including running my own campaign for the first time on my birthday mm-hmm. uh and uh, it, 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 I, I enjoyed seeing all this, all the utility of the spells, and them trying to like ma- manage, but also bend the rules so it makes sense within the world and narrative. Mm-hmm. Like the hither thither is just is kind of like a pseudo dimension door, but has like a limited range to it. Yeah, and so I'm glad the characters like verbally accounted for it, and visually we got confirmation of that too. It's like, oh, it's in a cart. How it's getting further away? When's the portal gonna just vanish? Oh, they're just right there at the corner. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that I really liked about about the movie, and I talked a little bit about like one of the things I really wanted to see when it comes to like a, a Dungeon and Dragons movie, and I didn't even know I wanted it until Sparks mentioned it uh, when the second trailer dropped and, and we see that like, you know, it's the scene where um, Michelle Rodriguez is able to escape with the brick and Chris Pine can't cut his, th- cut his ropes. Like it feels like Chris Pine failed his, 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 his dice roll and, and Michelle Rodriguez didn't. And that's what I thought was really cool about this movie is that it felt like I, like, I mean, it felt like a D and D campaign because if, the story is dictated it feels like by the roll of a die their plan to use the hither the hither the the, whatever it's called stick um to get into the carriage fails that ends up that ends up not working and like it feels and and like it it works in the narrative because you're like oh right this is this is a Dungeons and Dragons game where like the The whole story can change (laughs) the whole story can change based on the roll of a die. And I I love that they brought that sensibility to this movie and it made the movie so much more special. Yeah. You're, you're hundred percent right. Like uh, we brought up um, uh, Simon, uh, Justice Smith, the the, the sorcerer. Uh, He went to go check that bridge out and he rolled a one. So he stepped on the bridge (laughs) and he he destroyed the bridge. Uh, uh, Yeah. This, this, it feels so natural, but again, like when you when you like look at it, you're like, oh man, like the, you, you could tell they thought so, of this kind of stuff. Fortunately, after that, he rolled like a twenty on perception uh, yeah. to make up for it and saw that what the stick actually was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Def- well, did, yeah, did like one of the director? Did, don't both directors come from like like old school from teenage years playing D and D? Oh yeah, yeah. On Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, uh, Francis Daly was one of like was like fifteen on Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah. Um. Real quickly, I, well, I mean, because we talked about the hither thither, thither stick, it's it comes from Bradley Cooper. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I forgot, <laughs> or not forgot, but it's like little baby boy, little 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 it's Bradley Cooper, plays a halfling, With his little bull cut, no, that's, like a little halfling. that's a gnome, gnome. No, yeah. he plays a halfling, halfling. Like, that's officially confirmed that he's a halfling. Yeah. It's a, uh, it was a I thought that was a gnome because he was so he was like extra small. I thought he was a gnome too, but he's a halfling. And that was that was when when that door opened and it's Bradley Cooper's dorky <laughs> face looking up at Michelle Rodriguez. 
That was incredibly hilarious. And he's he's like putting on kind of like a like he's kind of put on like a softer voice. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, this is, I didn't expect this is great. Uh, I I really love. I didn't know how badly I wanted Tiny Bradley Cooper um be like talking to Michelle oh, Rodriguez and her being charmed shape. by him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, real quick, I I want to highlight like I I love um, both Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez in this. Um, Chris Pine's obviously almost always fantastic, um, but his dynamic with Michelle Rodriguez, she ends up being her inclusion here makes me so happy because a, I think she deserves more, more roles that are sizable like this and mm -hmm. show her range. But more importantly, this thing does two things that I think are super valuable with Michelle Rodriguez character. One is that she's both badass and maternal mm -hmm. at the same time. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that, her and Ed are left completely platonic, and it is so great to yes. see. Uh, they, they are parental figures together as friends. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really, really great. Um, you don't get a lot of that in general in movies, so even especially getting it in a fantasy film here is so cool. Yeah. yeah. And she keeps up with Chris Pine. Yeah, which is which is really nice because Chris Pine is a really dry wit, and, and you know he can very much like the the kind of movie this is. Chris Pine shines in. You know, yeah. there's the bit in the beginning when he's knitting, and he's like, you know, I think I'm just gonna make these mittens. Who am I trying to impress? <laughs> um, and like, uh, uh, and like that that's really funny, and he has a lot of really comedic moments. And but she's able to keep up with him and bounce off of him, and that that's really valuable, I think, to me as as a fan of Michelle Rodriguez from a very long time ago. It's really cool yeah. to see. Yeah, right. I, and yeah, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, I loved how each of these characters played. They didn't play the archetypes to to a T, but there was some these great archetypal moments. Like when my like when someone plays a barbarian, you think that oh, your your barbarians are dumb, just going off of a like grog from a Critical Role. They always have this or Mary from Dan Dark. Oh, screw you! I'm <laughs> I'm a decent intelligence guy. Damn it! As I was saying, you're like you know people say, oh, barbarians are are really stupid. They're really dumb. She doesn't. Ha she has like these fun moments where she's like, ah, so she did turn into a deer. Yeah, they're quippy moments, and she, and I absolutely love that. Or even when you uh, when the paladin comes in, whose name I completely forgot because yeah, Zane, and he's just extremely literal because he's very by the book. He doesn't. Because that's what paladins are. Paladins are very by the book. Well, say, also, say the thing. Also, first he almost got turned into a red wizard. That's why he lost part of his soul. That's also no, because right, he was right, almost converted. Yeah. But yeah, Zank is the only character in here who's actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. He is a character from Dungeons and Dragons. While Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, like they're in a fantasy movie. Zank is the he is the hero from Dungeons and Dragons. He's the guy who shows up in every other movie as the dude. Uh, like I. I, he, he's like the one who's actually having an adventure while the rest of the party is like playing Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I mean? Like he is so serious and he is so about the lore. And everyone's like, you see this guy? <laughs> That's great. But so, you know, but what's, yeah. but what's really cool about that is that no one is making fun of the lore in yeah. this. And, and so like, I, I hesitate to kind of bring this up, but like, you know, Marvel kind of got into a thing where, where, where it's been really popular that they kind of wink and a nod at the comic book elements. Like, oh, this is this is silly and we know it's silly. Yes. And so we're kind of with you, audience. Where Dungeons and Dragons is like, yeah, this is silly. We're not going to make fun of it, though. It's one of the movie's greatest strength is how sincere and earnest it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you get to the the third act uh, and, and what they do with Michelle Rodriguez's character um, and the the ultimate using of which you see coming, but like 
the like Ryan said, like it wasn't affecting us until they started showing the flashes of her taking care of yeah. her when she was small. It's the Yondi. It's, a, it's, it's like, a Yondi. Moment. Oh no, you got me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like when that when that character died, like I was I was like. I was sad, but I wasn't like, oh man. I was like, that was a, she was great. I'm, she passed. Once she started to become the Yondu, it was like actually she was the mother to her child. That's what like they got me. Here comes some tears. Oh damn it! And the, so and, good. And the whole movie is done so well in that space um, that like you genuinely when the movie starts, I'm like, how much? Because I don't know Chris Pine's character yet. When it's the first scene of the film, I'm like, how much of this is true? Um, and how much is he putting on an act? Oh, and like yeah. knowing that that that's really part of his story and everything having that sincereness really makes this movie work. And you would have to fundamentally alter this film for me to be okay with it actually showing players at the table for these characters. Yeah. So I'm glad that's not the route they went because they went for something that was genuine. It would have to be more like Game Night. Whereas this is like, it is kind of just like, it is a, it's just a movie. It's a, it's an yeah. earnest movie. Mm-hmm. With and I think, I think that kind of goes back to like the marketing thing where, where, where studios had a hard, well, this Paramount had a hard time marketing this movie because it, this is so sincere and they tried to show you that hey it's Dungeons and Dragons we know it's it's kind of silly so they kind of showed us a lot of the things um and I'll, I'll the, I kind of want to move off of that but I, I know Ben wanted to say something so I want to get him in in there first one of the things I also I absolutely love about this movie is how creative it is with problem solving sure mm-hmm. like one of the cornerstones of Dungeons and Dragons is the DM gives you a, a, a problem and even though the DM has a solution in mind, Anything can go like Brandon. You were saying earlier, the roll of a die can change how things go. Player uh, characters can get all caught up a moment, and like when they were running from a temper trod and they ended up underneath the ocean or underneath the lake. Excuse me, to- excuse me, Chonky. Thank you, <laughs> Chonkosaurus. Chonky. <laughs> okay, when they were running, chonk. like like when uh when the party ran away from Chonky, aka temper trod. And they were like, and because you could see Denver that Chunk. he wasn't Temper Chong. <laughs> that's, that's better, Temper Chong. <laughs> well, when they're running away from him, because you could see that he wasn't able to like do his fire breath, and you saw how just how Simon did the the the, the lay his finger. Mm-hmm. They were it's stuff like that that makes it like I could easily see a per a people in a campaign. Figure it out. Someone rolls a really high roll. It's like, oh, this is what we do. And they roll, they get the high enough roll, and it's like it passes whatever check they do. And it goes, it works. Yeah. The fire blows off the ceiling. You're able to swim up through the top and you get to the surface. And right. I, th- I love that scene again because it like it, it it shows like both the, the both things that I love about the movie and it's 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 Zink and and uh, Ed. Um and what's what's the dragon's name been again? Thunderchad. <laughs> I want, I want, I want, I want, I want his birth name. I want to give him the respect he deserves. That chonky boy, Thimberchod. Thimberchod. He's like, oh, it's Thimberchod. He must have moved again. And Chris and Chris Pine's like, sure, I guess, whatever, man. And like, no, he has the, he has the line. Eat his old dead. Did he eat his old dead? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's in. He's playing Dungeons Dragon. Zank is living it. Uh, and I just, wish <laughs> Zank was in the whole movie. Honestly, I loved. I loved his like Braxian presence. Uh, when he uh, walks, when he walks away, he's like, "Oh, he's still walking in a straight, a straight line. line." There's a rock. Is he gonna move? Nope, he's gonna go over the rock. That was a very game I night moment. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jen Kander is the is the is is the DM insert. 
you know, yeah. playing as, as like the legendary character. As yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Dick says, <laughs> uh, Zink has strong DMPC energy, which I believe stands for a dungeon master player character. I yeah, think definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we brought up we brought up Chonky, um, I want to talk about I want to talk about that sequence because because not we talked about the 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 practical effects and the practical effects are wonderful and not just the practical effects but the practical sets there right. there are massive sets in this movie and it's amazing yeah and I and I love it um, but the VFX are incredible also yeah. um, there Chonky is I'm never going to call him by his real name I'm sorry um, he is an incredible feat of visual effects um, because the way he acts when you, when you are just watching him, he's not moving like a computer generated creature. He's moving like a cat. He's moving like a creature. The fat cat. (laughs) He, he slides down the mountain of skulls. Yeah. And I, and when I saw that, I was like, that's incredible. And then like the, 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 the environment moves with him and you feel how heavy this thing is when he's on the bridge and he's just like dangling on the bridge and just falls. Incredible. Um, much to the point of what you're saying, like the practical and the CGI in this movie blend so well, like again, because they are such stylish filmmakers, the movie's just great to look at Yeah, regardless of like all the other elements we're talking about that are really fun about it. Um, It's just a really good looking movie. Yeah. It's a really good looking fantasy movie and that's such a win. Yes. Um, It, it, I want three of these at least. So uh, Ryan and I were talking about this real quick because you brought it up. Um, I I kind of don't want to, I agree with Ryan, I don't really want to see our main crew come back again for another story. What I do want to see is a new crew and Zank. Um, And (laughs) Zank is like the through line that you always end up with. Um, and maybe one day you have like a, I joke to Ryan, you have like a crossover with like a crew and then this crew in like a Shaun of the Dead-esque moment where they're like ships passing in the night. It was soldiers all (laughs) over. I wouldn't, I would be okay with that, but I would also I would also really like to see our main cast. No, I mean back. like they're wonderful. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like yeah. it, it'd be cool to see them again, and I wouldn't hate it if it happened. But I do think there's potential for like you can tell more diverse and rich stories that yes. are still within the world, and maybe even have cameo appearances or whatever by be- these yeah. characters without making that always follow them. Because it is D and D, and like th- this movie is basically one campaign. Like their campaign ended, so like a new campaign would make sense. Of course, you, like your continuations of. of campaign like it's not like that doesn't happen but like i i would love you know a whole new set of characters and like hey we got a cameo from one or two of them from this movie uh you know keep exploring the world instead of going to the same spots dan had a really good idea Hmm. his idea is same cast as completely different characters that'd be fun oh my god that's interesting i I again end up in the same space where i'm like i think you interrupt what's sincere about this movie oh sure because like if you are taking that and then playing with the idea that like you're kind of like breaking the the world again the to go towards like almost, the, yeah. the 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 game playing mechanic of it and then like the 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 heartfelt sincerity of how the film is structured falls apart if it becomes like they are players at a table which isn't to say that like because i had to clarify this with ryan too yeah. i'm not saying that like you can't feel things when you're playing a tabletop game that's yeah, yeah. not at all what i'm saying obviously you can what i am saying is that the movie is not structured in such a way as to not uh indulge that these are these characters real stakes and lives yeah, yeah that is how the film presents itself yeah yeah it's, the, again it's too 
it's like too mm-hmm. earnest. The the really interesting thing that you said there, Sparks, is that like the the sincerity on display in this movie is not in the trailers. And um, you know, I already mentioned that before, but like the the trailer, the movie that the trailers were presenting was a movie that felt very much like okay, we can zoom out and see the character and see these actors playing uh, on a playing on a ta- playing a tabletop game, and that's what yeah. we're seeing. This movie, as it's presented to us, is not it. And What's so strange about that is that Paramount has really found and found a way back into sincere blockbusters in a way that we haven't seen in a really long time. Let's just look at Top Gun Maverick. Um, right. Again, a very sincere action action movie that's not winking and nodding. It, it, it is it's a really good version of what it is. And Dungeons and Dragons sits very much in that same place. Yeah, and to 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 kind of go into like they struggled marketing that is kind of wild to me because they have that they now are in that marketplace that every other blockbuster is not. Yeah. Again, they, before I know you want to say something, I, they re, I, I mentioned guardians of the galaxy. They should have marketed like that. It is a team of really funny people. And here's all really great lines and some great action. Like marketing as like, it's the end of the world and we have to save the world. We stole this thing. And I'm like, that's generic as shit. Y'all. I still think that they should have just like told you flat out that like, Hugh Grant's con man used to work with them mm-hmm. and then he betrayed them. Now he's the Lord of Neverwinter. He has treasure they want. They need to go get the treasure. He has a evil wizard lady that's under his They purview. focus on and the you wrong just do villain. All that, and then all the rest of it can be a surprise when you see the movie. The trailers focus on the red the, the red villain when it should be focusing on Hugh Grant. I didn't realize Hugh Grant was the main villain of the movie. I thought he was more of a side character. He is our antagonist. Obviously, like the red villain is there, but like it is Hugh Grant's like per- per- personality we are dealing with as our villain throughout the whole movie. You know what's what's kind of also interesting? So I know you mentioned that like it, you know, you could do like a different movie. Uh, 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 the second movie would have a different cast, but this movie also kind of feels like you know there's still that kind of lingering sense like we beat the red we beat this red red wizard but there's the 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 kind of like the big bad still out there we haven't defeated that thing so that's going to come for us eventually and that kind of feels like sequel setup but not in a way that feels going back to kind of the earnest thing like not in a way that feels like it's being like winking and nodding like oh we're gonna get a sequel like I don't like many blockbusters. I'm not even gonna say Marvel. Many blockbusters sequel setup like this nowadays because they wanna they want you to come back for more. But this felt very much like our story is done, and then there is another story that can come out of this because the world but, is always expansive in D and D. Yeah, but Pi, I know, I, I see him, Ben. <laughs> I appreciate it, Matt. I'm I'm always willing to wait when you if you have a thought to finish. Um, uh, I just I did want. To, in in the same vein uh i appreciated that it was such a by by comparison a small scale and more like uh uh oh shoot what's the word like a one shot uh kind of like a one shot like it's a little bit longer than a one shot it's more like like the first arc of a campaign yeah where it's like all the characters they all have gotten to know each other are getting to know each other but they are so closely related to the problem. Um, and it's not a world ending event as 
you know, as it should get when you get above level 15 or something. Sure. Well, what I was going to, what I wanted to add is kind of like compare this to Vox Machina real quick, which is like, you know, this feels like the first season of Vox Machina where like they, they beat the Briarwoods and they're like, okay, we've done this now. And that's the end of our story. But the, but it sets up the Chroma Conclave are coming and that's the next story to yes. do. And so that, that's what it feels like to me they did here. And which, which is why probably I would feel pretty sad if I don't see this cast again, because, um, you know, it, it, they're, 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 this story is done, but there is another story to tell coming to them. And and Dan is correct. Ben just brought up the comment. The, the, what I'm talking about is the difference between sequel baiting and just having more story to tell. Yep. It, it, to what Pi was kind of saying uh, a moment ago, I do think like what makes this film so successful is like if you do like stretch into the campaign brain, right? Um, mm -hmm. What we're seeing here is that the movie hinges on a very personal story. This is about Hugh Grant having his daughter and how they get him back because he betrayed them and did this thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's to them, right? There's the twist reveal of what the, the witch is actually doing in Neverwinter. Yeah. Um, we get it. We kind of see it. We, we have all the pieces so we know where it's heading, yeah. but they don't know it. And so for them, that's like a good DM final twist uh, to the campaign at the end that like you thought it was about this, but it's actually about this. You thought Hugh Grant was a final boss, but it's actually this thing. Right, right, right. Yeah um the we talked a bit about about the humor the humor of like um uh uh there's a scene that played endlessly in the trailers after the clip came out which is the bit where they talk to the corpse um the first corpse and um that's a very funny scene and i was worried that it wouldn't play very well in the movie because we saw it, saw it so many times in the third trailer for dungeons and dragons but the fact that that scene is much longer is incredible. I'm and so glad. Still so funny. I'm so glad they didn't reveal there was more than one. I'm so yeah. glad we only got the one. You have to tell yeah. them the thing that's going to make them sad. Oh yeah, y'all know Auntie Donna, right? The yeah. one of the greatest comedians. Uh, they voice the dead guys in the Australian version of Dungeons and Dragons. They only the Australian. Those, yeah, only in Australia. They voice all the corpses who come back to life. And because I knew. I knew the Auntie Donna connection because, like, I, I remember when that trailer came out. But I thought yeah. it was all of. Uh, of Dungeons and Dragons copies. I didn't know it was just the Australian. No, that's that. definitely not them in our version, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a great YouTube video of them like making silly cough sounds and like, I'm a dead guy. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure the, the DVD might have something, or if not, I'll have to import an Australian there'll be, copy. There'll be a YouTube clip of it. Because like that's worth the price of a mission alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, but that sequence is really funny because we get like um we because it, it like and it constantly like builds on itself as a joke. And like we 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 have that first guy, and that's that's funny, and then the second guy, and then like when they get to the answer they want, they they're like, well, it's like you gotta ask me two more questions. Well, what's your favorite color? <laughs> and like they keep they, they like one of those like what's your favorite book? Well, you know, da, 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 da. Um, how do you, <laughs> you know, how do you pick? I need another question. <laughs> and like the guy at the end who shows up in the post credits was just like, I still have one more question. Yeah. So that's Very funny. Die. I don't think that's how it works in the game. I think it dies after like an hour or something. It's funnier yeah, this way. I know. I know. No, it's, it's great humor. Uh, ben, I think, had a rules lawyering. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Ryan said something Sorry. That, that didn't come out. Oh, uh, I just made a, a joke to Pi because, like, oh, it, it, you know, the what, post -credits if, what if it was only 40 minutes after they left? It could have been you right. Know, the post credits you know. doesn't have to take place after all the events of the film, it could have just been 40 minutes after they walked away. Yeah, true. And exactly. true. I'll take it. I'll take it. Ben, <laughs> ben, if you want a rules, rule lawyer, rules lawyer, oh. whatever. 
I wasn't going to Rules Lair. I was going to mention how much this movie is totally fine with referencing things and making fun of itself. Mostly, like, because you guys have probably seen the. I know Sparks showed it to us on our um, on our text thread, but the small little internet ad. On, that was Brandon. Uh, oh, that was Brandon. Never mind, mm-hmm. Brandon. You sent us a thing from the old 1980s cartoon from Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. where um, the that one dude with the shield, Eric, was like, "Oh, a druid can't turn into Alistair," and the dungeon master's like, "If I say it's okay, it's okay." And Eric, you suck. <laughs> it's a movie. Who cares? <laughs> but here's the bit. But not only that, here's the best part. They're in the movie. You see them when for when? a hot yeah the, the characters. Maze. In the maze, the kids like they're from the night. The kids from the 1980s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon are in the movie. You see them there. You see them in the cage. You don't see them die, thankfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the fact that they decided to throw that in there, as long as well as this little um, trailer for the Albert and the joke about being a ruse lawyer, I thought that was freaking fantastic. I wish they did more of that type of marketing than the marketing we really got. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, I just want to, I just want to add one little thing to what Ben said. I don't think this movie makes fun of itself, and that's one of the endearing aspects of it. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think the movie itself is. I the think marketing. That, I think that trailer different. thing you're talking about that yeah. Brandon yeah, yeah, shared yeah, yeah. is making fun that's of itself, not movie, but not yeah. the movie. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, there's a really, there's a really great shot in this movie, um, which is when uh, Pi mentioned it earlier in the, early in the night when. Um, uh, Sophia, Sophia Lillis. Um, she's a fly, and then she yes. she turned. It's a one shot of her going through various animals it's, through the uh, through the town. It's the Dungeons and Dragons version of the um, get the egg sequence from Game Night. Yes, uh, it's incredible. It's incredibly shot. I adore it. I thought it was. I thought it was like right up there, frankly, with the John Wick over the head sequence. <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty good. Hard agree. Like again, like it's it's part of what's so special about this film is that they are filmmakers who really think about like what is the most engaging and fun way to tell this story visually, not just like let it like do it in a simplistic, yeah. straightforward way. They really think about all of these sequences. What is the most fun way to do this? all? All the action is great, but like man, that final confrontation with with like the Red Wizard and like they unfortunately showed some of it in the trailer. There's also another like cool one shot action scene where they're all doing stuff against her. But yeah. incredible again, this like. Having the confidence, like, yeah, we are doing weird magic. There are multiple mage hands. There's, there's a mage hand battle in this. Yeah, movie. there is. Yeah. That is, is I cannot believe I saw that in a movie. Uh, real quick, uh, Ryan, Ryan did mention something that like stood out to me when I was watching the movie, which is like there is that one like 30 second sequence where like they're all on her and they're all like giving it they're all on her. And I'm like, <laughs> you so rarely see this in in like commonly in superhero films right but like in general you rarely see like all of them getting at the villain at once and like i really really appreciated it i really appreciate like they're all giving it their all in this moment because they all like have their chance so why wouldn't they yeah yeah um um real quick before you move on i do want to point out sophia lillis's character doric um uh uh in the maze uh sequence um did get to exercise her 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 engine um instinctive ingenuity sure where where you know they if it wasn't for her they would not have gotten out of their life yeah the, sure. the, the 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 blob the gel yeah the, the, the gelatinous cube gelatinous cube thank you yeah yeah, yeah. you can always stay yeah. in a couple seconds i really like the i really like the the we talked about the creature design the practical creature design is incredible man when 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 uh ray j jean paul like um takes out that animatronic cat 
creature. <laughs> oh my god, cat child from the from the practical fish. I was like, oh baby, I missed this. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, that was like almost almost horrifying. Yeah. Like, just hit the line. I think like, that's cute. Uh, man. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what was I about to bring up? I don't remember. I like it all. It's really um, Hugh Grant absolutely committed and yeah. it's wonderful love it he's so this good this tea is scorching Hugh <laughs> <laughs> Grant is in a position as in a position as an actor that I'm adoring right now where he's just doing whatever um, and he's so much fun uh, um, I again watching a bunch of interviews like Hugh Grant very much in the 90s and 2000s was like the lover boy you know like like uh, like Prince Charming and so many rom-coms and he's like you know I did 20 years of that and I, I'm over it and I'm just really glad to be playing assholes I love it I love <laughs> being bad I'm a bad boy every d d interview is just him saying I'm a bad boy I, I don't want to see you die Ed so I'm going to leave the room yes. <laughs> also, like, I love that he he is absolutely like evil and a villain but I do believe he does care for his daughter and again he will betray her but like the, yeah uh his, his uh, well, he, and, well, okay so my favorite thing about it is because he has that little speech where he's like what i love so much about it is that like i'm shaping her and she looks up to me yeah it's like i'm god yeah i'm the lord of neverwinter and a god uh there's a scene that i really like between them uh that i that i i i think he's telling the truth though he's like you know when i look at you i think there's good in me and i can believe i could be a good person i'm not but you make me think i could be a good person right, right, right. and i believe that because she is so sweet but then yeah he's He's an asshole at the end. It's a, he, it's yeah. She is failing her um, inside checks every single time. Oh, I really, man. I really liked um, how they defeat him, which is like the, the put the portal on the, um, on the boat and just have it rain down from the blimp, uh, yes, which I is in his mouth. From his mouth. Um, I, I really did like, uh, I, I thought that they did a good job rather than leaving it very simple, I thought they justified her distrust of her dad um, because yeah. the, the like, I wouldn't have felt this way, but they took it that one step further and showed that he had the wanted poster because they'd broken out instead of actually getting the appeal. He's like, yep. you've been lying since you stepped in the room and like, it's enough. Now it's enough. He caught them in the lie. Yep. It's enough to make it that she's not going to listen to him now. Mm -hmm. um, and you could have left that out and it would have been more wishy-washy on like how how is she not so convinced by her own yeah, dad I love and that. her. But like you gave it just enough proof. Yeah, and, and I love at the end, he's like, I, I am a bad father and I wasn't there for you and I'm really sorry. Like which, I didn't- I Which didn't... he doesn't actually say to her, but uh, he's like, well, I he had does... to give- No, he, that's Serafina. <laughs> and then oh, he says, I'm right. a bad father. No, and she but, transitions. No, but he does say it he, to her. He says later, he's like, I had a good speech. I kind of always said In earnestness, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. is what I yes, mean. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a great scene. <laughs> One more thing. One more thing. I have to love. I want to just praise this movie about. Besides the practical effects, the monsters we see in the movie are fantastic. Displacer. So the Displacer Beast was absolutely terrifying. The Intellect of Ours. Little inside baseball for Dean Dark. The campaign that I, or the part of the campaign I recorded that day had me in the party fighting Intellect. Uh, intellect of Ours. Like that that, that which was one, absolutely. Which, one, which ones were those? The little the, brains. The walking brains. Oh, that was really funny. Oh, and not only that, going back to how funny this movie is, is that, oh, because Zane's like, he's like up on top, he's like, if they sense high enough intelligence, because that is true. That's the thing about D&D. Someone has an X amount of intelligence that they're going to instantly jump for them. And so when they walk up past him and Chris Pine's going, well, that was hurtful. 
because they're, like, they, they're like, ah, oh, these guys are super dumb. We don't want to eat them. Yeah. Um, and and some of them are wise, but that's, that's not the same as American. intelligence. That's Sorry, true, go ahead. Say, Pi, say that one more time. Oh, uh, uh, it's like uh, some of the characters are wise, but they're not like book smart. <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, what you're saying is that um, they don't go straight for Mary and Dean Dark. <laughs> we'll find out next episode, I guess. You're gonna find out in a lot of episodes. We're pretty far ahead, but ooh, I'm gonna remember that. Start watching this. <laughs> I'm gonna it. pull up my freaking character sheet just to make sure, just to remind myself of how much intelligence how my character your intelligence. has. I'm yes. smart, damn it, Abby. Normal I, brain. I do want to shout out because I think they're they're more on the tertiary side of of our characters, but I think they're both delivering great performances. Um, Chloe Coleman, who plays Kira his daughter mm-hmm. um we've seen her in gunpowder milkshake um she was in my spy with dave batista she's in the way of water um uh i think yes she is indeed um she's playing the youngest the youngest yeah oh my god yeah 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 so so chloe coleman um she's really great yeah i think she's great and i really love her in this movie and i oh, love oh. all the scenes that she plays sorry she's in 65 she's adam driver's daughter Oh wow, she's got a yeah, yeah, she's in that too. Um, and then also, honestly, gotta give props to Daisy Head, who plays Sorfina the Red Wizard, because that did feel like it was going to be generic from the trailers going in, and I think she owns every moment she has. I think she owns her stare. Very, her presence yeah. is menacing and dripping with like her villainous character uh the way that she plays the moments that she knows her outfit is being changed into the red out of the blue um even though that is done in cg the way that she plays the transitions she's very talented at what she's doing can i real quickly just say off of that 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 transition is is, every time is incredible because the first time i didn't even notice it happened well she took off her hood and it just turns red i was like oh you just changed colors well, what color did you think it was before? Well, no, I thought that I didn't know. It. It's just that the the effect was subtle enough. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, like I, oh, did she take the whole thing off, or what happened? <laughs> like, is this a costume change, or what happened? I I appreciated the effect. It's just more me talking about the VFX in this movie being incredible. No, absolutely. I think all that stuff, and but like the way that she holds her stares, um, the the bit where it's like she'll explain more about the protections on this vault. It's this arcane magic. Yeah. Kanan. All right. Morgan all right. Kanan. All right. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then when she like senses uh Doric is there and and hushes screams. them and then screams yeah. at her, like Spooky. she I, I think that she's doing so much good visual work as a performer. Um yeah. I really, really like her. Yeah. I think I think she brings it in a way that like you you easily could have been just blah. Yeah, on paper, like her, like she doesn't have a lot to say, but like she's able to do a lot with a little. Uh yeah, her presence is 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 palpable. Like you, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I love like when uh, he first walks in. He's like, "Oh, you took your hat off, I see. Maybe put it back on." <laughs> Not the biggest fans of the Red Wizards around here, yeah, but yeah. you know, it, it, it's your. That, that was the, why would I have the do reveal that, that he find, he that he knows because up until then we didn't know if he was being played. Yeah, or oh, he's, he's such a shit. <laughs> at the very end when he's leaving the city with all the money, he's like, "Well." Thank you for this business transaction. This was lovely. Get out of my city. No problem. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> I don't even care. Uh, all right. Anything else? 
Um, I think Simon has a very good arc with the whole lack of confidence thing and having to face his ancestor and all that stuff that they do with the helm. I think that all plays really, really well. Again, like now that we're kind of talking about it, I do think what's missing in this movie is that um, uh, Doric just doesn't feel like she has a whole arc. Like I guess her arc is I trust some humans now and I'm like, cool. Um, But like outside of that, there's not, there's not enough of her personal character arc. Uh, and that's again like the only minus I really would give this film. More Albert. Um, but boy, does she have a great <laughs> like the way that she trashes her, and then she starts to get up and trashes her again, <laughs> tosses her into the wall, and it falls on her. Um, Chris Pine, Chris Pine's just killing it. Um, oh. he's so wonderful. We gotta talk about the illusion. the loot scene. The yeah, oh. <laughs> um, his, head, his eyes bug out. I want to say that like the, the line in the trailer, real quickly, of Sophia Lillis doing the the transformation from the owlbear and onto the horse, and then like taking off her her thing. Um, going back to the costumes, everyone in this movie looks incredibly hot. Like oh, yeah. it's and it, and and they do such cool things, and it's so and everyone's so charming. I was, I really appreciated that. But as to go back to what you were talking about, Sparks with Chris Pine and the loot scene, um, Chris Pine's got a great voice. If you've seen Into the Woods. Um, which yeah. is awesome that they get to that he gets to stretch that uh, that 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 muscle again. Um, I love it, and that 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 loop that they do is horrifying. Yeah, just just further getting worse uh, and worse. It's it's wild. That up uh, laughing constantly. Like someone is rolling, and the roll starts off good. It's like cool. You convince them, and y- yeah, just oh no, I, I roll the one. You, well, your you foot gets get stuck. Out. You roll to get out again. <laughs> you roll. It's only getting worse. He's yeah. losing concentration, um, guys. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think uh, again, like I just want to spotlight. I, I think this movie thrives on um, the dynamic between Michelle Rodriguez and Chris Pine, which is actually very, very, very strong. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoy specifically like after she sees Bradley Cooper, the the bit where he's singing to get her into the song and like again that platonic friendship works so well in this film and yeah. then both of them being paternal to kira um i really love it i really really love it i think the emotionality of it is so good it's such a simple thing of like real quickly Pia, just what quick thing uh it's, it's just a simple thing of like you know we we learn pretty early on that that uh, the daughter never met the mother not really and and so 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 michelle rodriguez was her mom for all intents and purposes, there was no one else. And so, so to have that kind of, um, so, so to, to be like, well, you can bring back a person I've never met before, or you could bring back my mom. Yeah. Right. And like the, the let it go story with the dragonfly and everything, I think is really well. Paced in. It's, it's, it's simple, but it's, it's elegant within this film. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really like it. I think it's all done so effectively and this movie's funny and it's, it's got a lot of heart. I really enjoy it. Hi, you were you were going to try you were trying to say something, and now he's dying. And now yes. he's dying again. Yes, because <laughs> uh, I did want to like uh, uh, remark on uh, Chris Pine's <coughs> his uh, Edgins. Oh my gosh, <gasps> lozenge. Yeah, lozenge. COVID I mean, man, it's a piece of shit. It is. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, anyways, Edgins class of being that of a bard we can all agree that that's what he is right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like how like while it, while in dnd bards commonly are magic users or spellcasters but 
primarily their bardic trait is inspiration. Mm-hmm. I love the utility of inspiration where he's just he's just pepping everyone up around sure. him, especially with Simon and with Holga when she's coming out of the house and she's dour. She's like, I'm going to pick up your spirits, but like yeah. we're doing this right now. Yeah. <laughs> and like just making sure everybody just like has that that with his confidence they attain their own confidence to like, oh no, we have to do this. We can do this. Yeah. Oh, you didn't think this could work <laughs> after they won. <laughs> I love, I it was love, your plan. Yeah, I love Simon. Uh, I know you, you talked about sparks, but like Simon's arc of like not believing in yourself, you know, fighting, you know, the the, the past of, of your own family and like like the lineage and stuff. And like Chris Pine's like, yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to get you to do the whole time. <laughs> What was the bit where it's like, uh, okay, now we go to plan C. What's plan C? What's plan A? Well, what if it's just called plan A? No, plan A's got a stink on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> plan B's got stink on it too now. Yeah. <laughs> it just, just, you could tell that the directors and the writers love D&D. They did their homework. They put as much, they put a lot of thought. They put a lot of effort. And honestly, and yes, there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie made in the 2000s. It's horrifically bad. It's really Jer- fun, actually. It's a it great time. Fun, it's so man. bad, it's good. I hear people oh. really enjoy Jeremy Irons. He is maybe I he's a ham. I, I, I need to rewatch it. I uh, will never watch that movie. Just full full disclosure. <laughs> Brandon, if you watch fun? it, you have to watch it with a group. It's I'm good. Yeah, be better. I'm good. But the I got this. We, I got this. Yeah, we. Yeah, this is by far. Way, drink some wine. <laughs> but yeah, this alcohol is of other types. Yeah, but this this Dungeons and Dragons movie is is an amazing time. It's a it's a heist movie that you didn't think was a heist movie in a setting that you didn't think would work, but it does. It is so so well made, so well thought off. If you don't like Dungeons, if you never really played Dungeons and Dragons, I would feel that this may pique your interest a little bit because this is still a fun time in the movie theaters. Yes, they do throw some like locations and some jargon at you that if you don't play Dungeons and Dragons, it may go over your head a little bit. That, but, that doesn't matter though. Real quickly, exactly. though, real quickly though, what matter. I think what I think really works about the sincerity of it is in the same way that Lord of the uh, works for Lord of the Rings. Like nobody really nobody read the books. I'm sorry. Um and, and we're like, oh yeah, Rivendale. Like these are all made up things. And what's what what is really great about the fact that they decided to go with so sincere about it is a movie that wasn't trying to go for it sincere would be like, oh, Neverwinter? What the hell is that? Da-da-da-da. Um the, the fact that they say these things in a sincere in a sincerity allows the film to sit in the same spot as like Lord of the Rings, where you get all these things, all these fantasy things and people will understand it because the only thing they need to understand it is that, Oh, place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't need to know more of it. Nope. And that works. And so like, but if you know, but there is the sense of what you're saying, Ben, there is the sense of like, well, if you do play Dungeons and Dragons, then you know more about the lore, but the, 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 the audience knows exactly what they need to know to make this movie enjoyable yeah but that's what i'm also trying to convey that you don't need to that's the best part of it it's just like earlier when we were talking about vox machina you don't need to have seen all of vox machina the podcast and the the real play show to enjoy the television show Mm -hmm. you don't need it just like with this one you don't need to know anything about dungeons and dragons you just know you just can go in and go i was like hey that was a really funny awesome fantasy heist film I really it, liked that. I'm kind of stewing on something here what, that you're talking about because it's really interesting that you bring up the idea of like, you know, you you know, it's great that 
you don't need the the knowledge of the source material to understand this movie. And it's weird that you have to that you felt necess- the the need to bring that up because for something like Lord of the Rings, no one ever thought, oh, you need to read Lord of the Rings to understand these movies. It's so weird that we live in a time now where like Dungeons and Dragons is seen as kind of this impenetrable lore machine that a movie would have to struggle with. Um, and I think rightful. And I think I don't think that's a movie problem. I think that's an audience problem where they have a stigma mm. where still the mainstream audience has a stigma against Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy to see that this movie is doing well and it's getting mm-hmm. over that. I think it's I think it's two factors, which is that Dungeons and Dragons specifically as a brand feels like something where like if you haven't at least engaged with the tabletop, you you would have this idea that you're not going to be able to get it and you're not going to be able to click with it. Like you have to start at the tabletop and there is no other way to enter it. Yeah, that, that that's the idea behind it. And I think the other thing is like we've also been laden with a lot of terrible fantasy movies in the past two decades um, that have just like kind of created the niche of like, do you need to, do you think you'll just like a fantasy movie at the theaters at this point? And like, fortunately the answer in this case is yes. Yeah. And, and also Brandon, not to fight up against you, I completely see your point, but also the reason why I was bringing it up is what something like Lord of the Rings is that the Lord of the Rings are a straight cohesive story. Uh, with the clear beginning, middle, and end as dictated by the books that came before. Whereas with Dungeons and Dragons, it is all over the place. I mean, right. And so what, what's so interesting about that, Ben, is that like it almost feels like Dungeons and Dragons should be less should be seen as less impenetrable than Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. Lord because Dungeons and Dragons is such a free spirit kind of tabletop game where it right. can it can hold any sort of narrative that anyone decrees. And so so it's such a, a rich world that you can pull literally and mine any any story out of that you uh, you could ever come up with. And uh, whereas Lord of the Rings has three massive, frankly boring books that are adapted into very into very fascinating and great great fantasy films. You're allowed um, to have that opinion. I'm sorry. I'll I'll take I'll take uh, the kids say take the L. I fucking hate those books. Um, but the uh, <laughs> the the idea of like. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that I said that. No, Doesn't matter. No. You guys are making it seem like it mattered. Like I said something so 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 awful. I just We're busting don't your balls, often man. Hear that. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot my point. Now I'm sorry, Ben. It's okay. Uh, let's move on. Valid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 before we move past, since we've been talking about a uh, critical role of Vox Machina, I like the. Even if it's not a nod, it is too specific to not be one. I feel like, but when we first, yeah, you know, no, 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 it hundred percent is a critical role reference. The grass, okay, good, okay, no, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, so when 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 Simon casts prestidigitation to create a vague scent, he's like, "You like fresh cut grass?" And that's that's Sam Regal's character from the third campaign, currently currently running. It's too. It is. Too specific. It is so specific, uh, specifically for like how popular Critical Role is. Like it is. It, if it is a coincidence, I would be shocked. There's no way it's not. Oh no, Watch Mojo. Conf- well, okay, I don't know if Watch Mojo is a good source, but they did confirm that that fresh cut grass joke was from Critical Role. They're verified on YouTube. I believe. I'm sure. Uh, I think going back to um, what Brandon was uh, correctly assessing is that you know D and D is such a rich tapestry for which you can paint a story inside of Uh but i think that also left the like you know that left the nerves because like 
that means you have equal potential to tell a great story and equal potential to tell a very shit story. See, here's the thing, like, um, that's so much extra. It's like, D&D is, while it is very open, it is very scary for people who have never played a game like this to create a character, play for dozens of hours, learn an incredibly hard system, as opposed to just reading a book. It is actually, it is more impenetrable. The yeah, lore yeah. isn't, but playing the game is incredibly impenetrable if yeah, you've you never throw, done it before. It takes a while to that stuff. I will not lie. The first time I saw a Dungeons and Dragons character sheet, I was like, <clears throat> "Yeah, no, it's it's frightening. That's a lot. It's a your first. If 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 you are all first timers playing D anD D, you're all you're all learning. You're all so learning. I have a I have a hot tip for newcomers to D anD D. Play <laughs> play a uh, play a stupid character who has simple mechanics like a barbarian or a fighter. That way. That one you get to be like the go do the 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 bloker lass who's just kind of like, oh, what's that thing? And then the DM will gladly fill them in, and everybody around them will kind of like fill in all the blanks. And then all you have to do is just roll to hit things. Yeah, yeah. And then if that character dies, you have now from that point, from when you started to that uh, to that point, have learned enough to kind of like get a hang of the improv that's involved in in playing D yeah, and D yeah. and. You know, get a sense of the rules and a sense of the environments that are available. Yeah, that is that is a good point. Um, yeah, starting as a a simpler class as opposed to like I'm going to start as like a necromancer with five. Like like yeah, like you want to like don't don't jump into the deep end. I know I definitely did because I didn't want to. I I also it's uh, just my friend Ben. My friend Ben here is a big physical man. He like Elden Ring, big swords. I'm all about cool magic shit. Uh, if it's your first time playing Nindy, I would not recommend that because it's it's so much to learn. That was my mistake. You know, it's not a mistake. This movie. No, not at all. Um, I think the other thing that's really special about this is that um, they were willing to allow this movie to run the length it does. Mm-hmm. Easily something that they could have been more nervous about and cut back, but it's a, a li- over two hour film, uh, and I'm really yeah. grateful for that because I think it uses all that runtime very well. I could absolutely see them like cutting this movie to like to 90 minutes and cutting out all the sincerity and just being it just like a good quick action movie with not a lot of heart. But like I think yeah, the being over two hours long, like I didn't feel it at all. I, I assume this movie was you know an hour and forty hour fifty minutes, but yeah, over two hours, good good time. Hell yeah, Denver right. Chonk. Chunk. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, shall we rate and get out of here and, and move on? I believe okay. so. All right. Uh, I have a. I have a. Uh, uh, do we want to rank it out of twenty? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes, I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, I had that idea at the beginning of the episode. I'm glad I wrote it down, or else I would have forgotten. Oh, he gets a three out of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> 16 <laughs> boy that's low I'm going to use one of my DM inspirations that Dan gave me earlier that's, that's, that's cross pollination bro come on what are we doing? natural 20 hell yeah alright so from Ben it's a natural 20 out of 20 Ryan or Sparks I think for all the resources that this film has at its disposal it's a very 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 good movie um, and I, I like a lot about it so it's a 20 in 20. this case, it's a 20. I would have said 10 out of 10, so it's a 20 out of 20. Right. Since we're using a 20-point scale, uh, uh, I would give it a 19 out of 20. Almost almost perfect movie. Very good. Pi, since you're new, what do you think? What do you think uh, out of 20? 
Oh God. I, I think I'm on there with Ryan too at a 19 where it's like either they like put something else in or another nod or I, I don't know. It's, it's so good. Y'all, a nine, so an almost perfect solid. score is not a bad score, but I don't feel bad that you're not giving it a perfect. Here's 20. the thing. Here's the thing. All when the trailers were coming out, I was like, if I come out of this saying it's a seven, great. Anything seven or higher, it's a win. So the fact yeah. that it's coming out this high again, high, fantastic. high, big budget fantasy movie that's like actually earnest and not making fun of itself, and it did well at the box office and it's particularly well received. That's a that's a winner in anybody's book. Uh, let's see what i roll no uh 19 out of 20 <laughs> i can't uh, believe that this movie i mean i'm glad don't get me wrong but this movie trounced the other dragon movie that came out this month dragon movie Fury of the gods y'all oh, oh sure. Mark dragon. Hmm. haven't seen it yet interesting I don't you're know the I... reason i failed by <laughs> It was You're your welcome. one seven dollar ticket sale, Matt. And I Hi, sale. We're in this together. I also didn't see it. No, I feel like no. There's there was another movie that had come out before that none of you guys saw in theaters, and then it was like any type of sequel was canceled, and I wanted to blame you guys for it. <laughs> there's a oh. lot of stuff that happens. It, it, was like, it was it Morbius? Because you're right. Was it sixty five? Yes, it was Morbius. Morbius. No, 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 no. <laughs> this was this was like closer to a decade ago. I think so. It wasn't sixty five. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's really funny that he can say almost a decade ago, and he's not wrong. Yeah. All right. Shall we go move into our book club? That'll do. So we'll say goodbye to Pi. Thanks for being here with Hi, us. Thank you Pi. so much, sir. Why don't you plug your stuff uh, before you go? Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, first, thanks for having me on. Um, if anybody else enjoyed my voice <laughs> and opinions uh, you can check me out at sugar daddy sugar daddy loot drops on tiktok and instagram whoop, whoop. very there cool bye thank you again so much uh we'll see you soon bye yeah. bye